Is this thing on? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Voice Podcast, a podcast for students by students. Um, today we have a podcast with Pierre Tutors, and we have Tiffany and Liz with us. Tiffany and Liz, welcome to the Voice Podcast, and please introduce yourself and tell us your roles at SLC. Thank you so much, Ritay. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Watt. I am my special title, uh, Peer Tutor Coordinator uh, for all three campuses at St. Lawrence College. And my name is Tiffany. Some of you have probably seen me before. I am one of the hosts of The Voice Podcast, but here today I am here under my role as Liz's assistant. So my official title is Peer Tutor Coordinator Assistant. Um, so I help Liz with um, basically whatever she needs help with. I help a lot with IT issues that the tutors are having, a lot of paperwork issues, um, handling sort of updating manuals and paperwork and stuff and just whatever else Liz needs me to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, peer tutoring is, uh, it, it's a big, big service at the college. And uh, without Tiffany's help, I don't think that we would be able to, to keep the thing running. It's, it's, uh, it's mammoth, but it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we're gonna get into more of, more of that as we move along. Yeah, Tiffany is so resourceful. And thank you, Liz and Tiffany, for the work you do at St. Lawrence College. Um, I'm just going to ask, uh, what is peer tutoring and what are the ranges of services um, provided? That's a really great question. Um, and thanks for asking it, because in the last couple of years, uh, peer tutoring has shifted into uh, the libraries and student success area. It used to reside right in the academic schools. And so the face of it's changed a little bit. One of the reasons why we brought it over, uh, or the college, I should say, brought it over to libraries and student success was to, was to kind of marry up some of the services where they intersect with what we call the Academic Support Center, uh, formerly the Math and Writing Center. So uh, in terms of the services that the peer tutoring program provides, Mm -hmm. when a student requests a peer tutor, and we'll get into a little bit about how to do that uh, later, but when a student requests a peer tutor, we, I specifically, get these requests, and then I work to match them with someone that's either in their class or an upper year student in their program. Uh, They will work together uh, in more of a symbiotic relationship, you know, not a a teacher-student relationship, but more like mentors or that that sort of uh, kind of relationship. Um, In terms of other services the peer tutoring program provides, sometimes we do group tutoring. Uh, This can happen we like to try to do one-on-one tutoring. We can we end up with doing uh, group tutoring usually because there's a really really high need and a low number of tutors available. This can happen in you know, some of the allied health programs, some of those programs where you've got anatomy seems to be the the big one. Uh, sort of across the board, any program that has anatomy in their first or second semester tends to be uh, a bit of a challenging area. So that's the kind of uh, scenario where we might uh, do a group session where, and usually with group sessions, we try to keep to about three 
students. Okay. Anything that goes beyond that, if we're finding that we've got way more students than we can really service in that way, we'll start talking about doing things like maybe a tutorial. We've done that before. If we have a really strong peer tutor, we might run a couple of tutorials and, and you know, right before a test or something like that. So it sort of emerges as we go, you know, each year. It's not something that we know for sure. When we, when we start the year, we go, okay, we've got, you know, maybe 40 or 50 returning peer tutors. Then we see as the semester evolves where those needs are going to arise. And they, they usually become pretty clear within the first couple to three weeks of the semester. Awesome. You know, um, you know, what you said about anatomy, you know, learning the vocabulary of uh, of anatomy, or like basically the human um, anatomy, it's it's a little bit um, complex. So I think you need to do a lot of cramming, and sure, students will need, um, you know, they will need assistance, they will need guidance, and they will need to learn the roots of those um, the root of those words, right? So oh yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so they will need like so much help. Yeah, I think a big problem with those kinds of courses is that there are a lot of people that need help mm -hmm. and not a lot of people who feel confident enough to tutor those programs. So we run shy on tutors and we have a lot of people that are asking for that service. So um, I think that's one of the big problems, especially with those allied health programs is comfort level of the people tutoring them. It's that and it's, and it's also that in particularly in our uh, BSCN program, they, the students that are doing exceptionally well uh, or very, very well are too busy. They, you know, it's just, they're very demanding programs. We're graduating some incredible people out of these programs who are gonna provide incredible care to our communities. And they are focused and tired <laughs> running clinic, right? So. Uh, to get people to do this work can be a little bit challenging in some of those programs. What I do find, though, in allied health, it's community, right? It's a community overall. They're there to, they're helpers by nature. So, you know, I love, wor I love working uh, at the college for this. You know, I, it's, it, you know, we, it's a community college, community being the work. And yeah. the people who are going to come out of our college you're going to go work in our communities uh, we yeah. are a diverse group and the college represents that diverse group and that's one of the reasons why i like doing the job that i do because i get to have a little bit of a hand or even a couple fingers in a different few different areas and uh you know it's made me it's actually made, i would say it's made me a better person uh, yeah. since i yeah. took on this particular role i've been at the college for over a decade but only in this role for two years not quite two years and it's been uh, it's been a great time so far hmm. amazing so um I, I see you are very community oriented and uh, you know finding purpose within that community is one huge theme and uh, you've, you've talked about um being short of peer tutors, is there any eligibility requirements for or to become a peer tutor? What should students know and how can they contribute? Yeah, so um, yes, there are eligibility requirements. Mm -hmm. Anybody can apply. 
So, you know, it's, it, we, we work in an equitable uh, environment and, you know, we want students to understand that if they feel that they've got, a, got something to offer, we, we want them to come in and help. So you don't have to wait for your profs to say, hey, you know, you might be a great peer tutor, uh, although that might happen. You know, I, we have profs who will, who will sometimes, uh, you know, ask a student, have you ever been interested in peer tutoring? And uh, if they can, you know, recognize the qualities in this student. Uh, they can go ahead and, and apply. Uh, that's an online application, an MS form that's found on our St. Lawrence College website in order to apply to become one. Uh, but anybody can apply. In terms of looking at uh, basic eligibility requirements, a B average is necessary, B or higher, and that's uh, across all courses. So not just the course that you feel that you could peer tutor in if you had a B or higher, if you are struggling in your own program, it's not really advisable that you take extra time to try to, to help others, um, as wonderful as that is. Uh, it's better to refocus your energy on your, on your own studies, right? And that's one of the reasons why uh, we like the peer tutoring program, because it gives students that sort of space, that flexibility like that. Um, the other piece uh, is the, really just a genuine desire to help. Their, their peers, you know, it's, it's uh, a great feeling. I, you know, I'm not a tutor, I coordinate the program. To, uh, you know, Tiffany's a tutor and she can, she'll be able to speak to this, you know, when we, when we're, uh, when we talk about, you know, the, the benefits of it. Um, it's just wonderful. It's a wonderful feeling to connect with these students who are want to do well and they want to uh, contribute. And, you know, when you, when everybody does well, we all win, right? And that's, and that's what this, this is what this feels like, you know, being, being on a team where, you know, all, we're all just focused on student success. And, uh, and, and so in that respect, it's, it's fantastic. So a genuine desire to, to help um, a positive attitude. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't even, I, I don't even, I hate to use the word positive. That sounds kind of silly because it's used a lot. It's overused in some respect. I want to say constructive attitude, willing to come, to come and assist in a genuine way and to make those connections with their college community in a genuine way. That's, that's what we're looking for. Um, and that's what we have, you know, right now, Tiff and I were just meeting uh, about an hour and a half ago in preparation for, for meeting with you. And right now we've got about 130 active peer tutors across oh. the campus, across all three campuses, right? So it's sort of this ever constant thing. Not all of them are working 12 hours a week. Some of them are working two hours a week because that's what they can handle. And it works with, you know, works within their schedule. And that's what their program or their, you know, the student in their program only needs that. That's that's what they do. So um, yeah, I think I think that answers your question, Tiffany. Did you have anything that you wanted to add to that? It's just that, you know, you, you talked about the benefits of becoming a peer tutor, and, and obviously there are some financial benefits of becoming a peer tutor. Um, but there are a lot of personal benefits that I've found being a tutor and then being the, the assistant as well, you get an opportunity to reinforce your own knowledge. You know, you're, huh. you're helping somebody else understand the content and it's basically like studying. You're getting paid to study at that point. 
<laughs> and you know, you're you're often doing a little bit of research on different ways that you could explain concepts to somebody else, and it really reinforces your own learning. But Liz had mentioned that sense of satisfaction that you get from helping somebody else, that is huge. You know, especially when you're teaching somebody a concept and you see the light bulb go off and they're like, I get it. And you're like, I feel victorious that like I was able to help you to understand this concept and like help you help yourself. Because the people that are looking for tutoring really want to succeed. They just need a little bit of extra help. You know, they're, they, they want to do well. And it's so satisfying for me as a tutor to be able to provide somebody that help and really see them make those connections. And they're like, I finally get it. Or, you know, they, I've often had 2Ds come to me after a big test and they're like, I got a really great grade and I couldn't have done it without you. Aww. And it's just like, it's really oh, sweet. Yeah, so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's I a, love it. I love that feeling so of being fulfilling. able to <laughs> yeah. you know, Tiffany, Tiffany just mentioned, uh, you know, getting paid. And that is something that we didn't mention. You know, the benefit, this is a paid position with St. Lawrence College. Yeah. So uh, I know most people have heard of student employment and that there are bursary positions available. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Tiffany's in one as the program assistant, and, it, and that is a contract position. What we do in peer tutoring, though, is not a contract position. Everybody's hired as a casual employee on an on-call basis. So like I was saying, if you can only do two hours a week because it only fits with your schedule, we can do mm -hmm. that. We can bring you on board. Uh, and then if you find, you know, after you get through your first semester or second semester, you know, I think I could take on more or I want to take on more. I'm feeling more confident now. Sometimes it's just a matter of if you've never been a tutor before, just sort of getting your feet wet and getting, getting some grounding there mm -hmm. and then kind of moving forward from there. Uh, you know, in addition to that, uh, you can kind of put it down if necessary. Like if you have a big exam period coming up. And, you know, you really can't make yourself available to tutor for a week or two. That's just a matter of talking to me about it. And, and we make arrangements to do other things uh, during that period of time. So it's, it's really flexible. So that's a huge benefit uh, to students, given their, their uh, circumstances. Everybody's kind of, their schedules are all over the place. And, and you can tutor, you know, on campus once we get back to quote unquote normal, uh, likely in the fall, everything will be back face to face and in person. That makes tutoring really easy because if you're in the same program, you're on the same schedule, you can just go ahead and book some time in a library room. One of the great things that came out of COVID, one of the few great things that came out of COVID is we did manage to move the very first year we pivoted completely all tutoring moved from an exclusively in-person program to an exclusively remote program. So it was really hard at the beginning, as I'm sure everybody knows, because they had to do their own thing. Uh, we all learned MS Teams really fast. We did all of this stuff, but it worked amazingly well because students, like we were just saying, have very different schedules. I love an eight yeah. to four. That's where I am in my life. But students could have tutoring at midnight if they wanted to. They could tutor in the middle, you know, in the middle of the night yeah. if that, right? Like if you're on a shift and, and you're a nursing student and you do shifts and you come off at 3 a.m. and you've got a, a, a tutor who's doing the same kind of thing you are, you can log on to MS Teams 
and go ahead and do your tutoring there. So that was another big, big piece uh, for us. So now that we're kind of back to some sort of in-person activity, we're offering a hybrid. So amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's opened so many things up for mm. us. Like our third year med lab science students, for example, all those med lab science students do a full year of um, placement. So they're gone. They're away from the college. They've never been able to tutor our first and second year students because of that barrier. Now we retained a couple of tutors who really made the difference with our first year students in hematology. You know, it's, it, that's a toughie and uh, that course, and that just made the difference. So, you know, we're getting, we're having a lot of successes with our, with our program so far. Yeah. Um, this, this is so, this is amazing. I love the flexibility. I love that you can do it in person or online. It's, it's such an amazing opportunity for students who really want to become peer tutors and even the eligibility requirements are so easy to meet. I mean, for a B, I mean, that's, that's amazing that you don't, don't really need to, like, you don't have to have all the A's to be a peer tutor. And no. just um, you have the flexibility of the hours, and it's just and it's not just that you get this the uh, emotional benefit. You also get the financial benefit, which is because it's a paid position. So you have both the emotional benefit and the financial benefits. Absolutely, and I would I would add um, sort of the lesser obvious benefit is that when you finish your program and you leave us at, from, you know, you leave us and you say goodbye and you go out into the world, you're welcome to come and talk to me about getting a letter of reference. Oh. And you're welcome to put that, that this position on your resume. Uh, I myself was a peer tutor. I came back to college in my thirties uh, and I did an office administration diploma. Uh, I wanted practical marketable skills. I had four children. I, my last child had gone into uh, school and I needed to do something and as it turns out I ended up going on and doing some other education and you know thankfully I'm in uh, got hired by the college and, and, and I'm here but at the time when I did my office administration I was asked to be a peer tutor in accounting and in excel and that actually got me my very first job out of college was having that tutoring Excel on my on my resume. So it's it's pretty significant uh, ha having that there, you know, and further to that, you know, uh, is it a pay, you know, being a paid position, we are working to also include uh, this opportunity as a volunteer opportunity. Uh, there is some transition happening at the college right now with some reorganization. Uh, we've had some other sort of programs that would compensate students in non-monetary ways, because sometimes students don't want, they may already have a bursary student position, mm -hmm. right? Where in the college and you can, at the college as a student, you're only allowed to work 12 hours a week. That's the max. So if you're already in a position and we've had this happen where a student may be working in the tech shop, for example, year round, they'll have a 12 hour week position, but they want a peer tutor. Well, we can't hire them and compensate them because they're really? only 12 hours, right? Really? Yeah, really, right? Really? <laughs> yeah. And it's, and you know, it's a tough thing. And it's uh, truthfully, you know, there's, there, these things come out of certain budgets and there's all, and we have to sort of decide there's mm -hmm. a cap, right? Um, what we don't want students to do is overextend themselves, right? 
Now, some students have, like our Tiffany here, who seems to have like a capacity that is just crazy. Some students really amazing, really amazing. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. She's so resourceful. Uh, totally resourceful. Uh, in that case, though, we have employed uh, doing some uh, tutoring on a volunteer basis. It does, at the present time, we have to do it on approval on a case-by-case -case basis because we don't have a formal... Um, process to recognize that you know that this volunteer work has taken place it is something that we're currently addressing and working on I, i'm hoping to have something sort of nailed out uh you know for the spring semester in some capacity but probably working with a student affairs at large for some sort of like in the past we had a student life credit i'm not sure what the vision is for uh the fall 2022 semester but I do believe there will be some sort of recognition uh, program that isn't monetary that uh, will be available to students uh, uh, in this regard as well. Mm. That's amazing, Liz. Thank you so much for highlighting all this. I mean, for students who would you know, want to um, be a peer tutor, they have lots of benefits. Like, it's amazing, really. And um, I wanna know, like, um, if are there guidelines for mentees or expectations from mentees? From mentees, I'm using the, the right <laughs> language. Is it like a mentee or there's another language you use? Like uh, we often call them two T's. Two um, T's. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there, I mean, there are some expectations, and really, um, it can be kind of confusing for for students to who are thinking that they might need a tutor. Um, people are like, am I eligible to get a tutor who can access peer tutoring? The answer is anybody. Anybody who needs tutoring can access tutoring. And you can um, do what we call self-referral. Um, so you don't need a professor to back you up and say, yes, this person needs tutoring. If you feel like you need help, you can email the tutoring uh, department at kpeertutoring at sl.on.ca for the Kingston campus. Um, and it'll put you in touch with Liz and um, Liz can give you more information. She can get you kind of enrolled in the peer tutoring program. Um, so it's not limited to, you know, only students who have a grade below X, Y, Z. You know, even if you're a straight A student, but you're feeling like you need extra help with your studying or that kind of thing, sign up. And we recommend signing up early. Um, like, don't wait until you have an urgent need for tutoring. If you think you're going to need help, get enrolled because we do work on um, a very responsive basis. Um, so every year, the needs of the tutoring program are monitored because they're very flexible. What, what programs are in need of tutors and 2Ds varies from year to year. Um, like, not every year we have the same need in the same courses. Um, so it's something that Liz very much has to be reactive to. Um, so the better of an idea that we can get of which programs are in demand of tutoring services, the earlier we can hire tutors and search out tutors for those programs, get them enrolled. You know, enrolling a tutor is a bit of a lengthy process. So it's not something that we can do on an urgent basis. Um, students should know that if you feel like you need urgent help, um, we do have the academic success um, center, which Liz can talk about in a little bit here, um, that yeah, has some professional, yeah, they have some professional tutors that can help on a more immediate basis if you feel like you're struggling. Um, but um, 
like the peer tutoring services are open to anybody. Um, but I think just reasonable guidelines and expectations, you know, be on time, yeah. show up when you say you're going to show up, answer, you know, communicate professionally, um, and know what you want to study. Your peer tutor is here to help you, but they're not here to teach you. That's right. Um, so just make sure that you understand the expectations of each other, um, yeah. that they're here to help you study, they're here to help reinforce content, but they are not here to teach you the content. So if you're confused, make sure you come to your tutoring sessions knowing what it is you wanna clear up. Um, that really helps your, your tutor optimize the time that you're given together, those couple of hours each week. Um, I'd like to highlight too, in terms of uh, a couple of things that uh, for the Cornwall and Brockville folks, uh, the, the email address is the same. It's bpeertutoring uh, at sl.on.ca for Brockville and C peer tutoring uh, for, the, for the Cornwall folks. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you can access all of this information on the St. Lawrence College website under the services tab. And then you just go straight into um, academics and student success. It'll take, a, take you right to our landing page and you'll be able to find the peer tutoring info, the academic support center info, all of that. The other piece yeah, that I want to- um, Please, okay. can, I just, can I just say something before you go to the academic support center? I just wanted to know, like, when students apply to um, get uh, tutored, um, how long does it take uh, on the average? Um, yeah, one good, month, three months, how, how long? Good, does it take? good question. Uh, so we aim, I aim to have a two to three day turnaround. That's not always possible. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it can take a week or two, and it just really depends on if we can get a tutor, like that's the big thing. Uh, I, I've only done this job in a pandemic. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how quickly or more efficiently the service will run once we sort of get back to a more normal way of operating. Uh, I do feel that, uh, you know, it's been hard to contact. I'm sure everyone's feeling the COVID fatigue, right? Uh, you know, emails, emails, emails all the time. It's just been a lot of text uh, to read for everybody. And I think people are a little fatigued with that. Uh, so responsiveness has been a bit of an issue, you know, over the last couple of years, really, especially honestly, in the last couple of months, even like people are ready to just be done now and, and kind of move forward with a lot of this stuff. So I suspect that uh, once we're back in person, I think that you know, that two to three tur day turnaround is going to be pretty easy. So much simpler when, when I can talk to somebody face to face, you know, get, get business done in a much, in a live conversation, which is what we're doing today, you know? So yeah, that's what I would say about that. Uh, in terms of, you know, the sort of looping back to the two T's and responsibilities as well. One of the really important pieces is that two T's remember they must attend classes. If they are not attending classes, they're actually not eligible for the peer tutoring program to receive a tutor. So while we pay our peer tutors, uh, and I should state that individual tutoring pays $15.15 an hour, plus 6% in, uh, in, in lieu of all fringe benefits and vacation. And group tutoring is $18.13 an hour. Uh, plus 6% as well. Uh, the other thing with our peer tutors is they are a part of 
by default, the part-time support staff uh, union. And so that rate is governed by a, a part-time collective agreement. So that's an important piece to, to note as well. Uh, in terms of the, the two teams, pardon me? I, I was going to go to the academic support center and then we can, um, you know, we can, you know, round up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. So yes. So like in terms of the two T's, I did want to emphasize that it, it is important that they are attending classes. So while we pay our peer tutors, it we the service itself is free to the student who is receiving it. So in order to qualify. It, to receive a peer tutor, you can't sort of appear in week seven and go, I've done no assignments, I've attended no classes, give me a peer tutor so I can catch up. Oh, right? no way. And that's not sort of the, the idea. The idea is that, you know, you will be doing your part, so. We're good, but we're not that good. <laughs> yeah, we're not that good. We try very, very hard, yeah, but we're not that good. The Academic Support Center. So I, my understanding uh, from my, my uh, partner in crime, that's Jason Bootlier, he is the uh, coordinator of the Academic Support Center, is that he'll be doing one of these podcasts at some point. Uh, oh, with really? you. Yeah, I think you, that that's the plan because he's got a whole other like level of, um, of work that he does. And the professional tutors, the 15 professional tutors that he has on staff, have their own sort of specialized areas that they work in. So, uh, you know, he is the best suited person to answer the sort of the details of that. And I think that he, he's prepared to do a podcast for you in that regard. But what I can tell you in terms of peer tutoring as versus the academic support center, yeah. Um, yeah. Those, those pieces are important pieces and there are sort of delineations between those two services. While there is intersectionality, right? We do overlap in areas. The academic support center is what Tiffany called, you know, a more urgent service. Although you can use it as, you know, ahead of time, you can book sessions for, you know, um, once a week for the semester if you want to, if you feel that you need that uh, with a professional tutor. The professional tutors really deal with fundamental high needs. So math, literacy, any math course at St. Lawrence College, I believe with the exception of the business analytics stats course, which is apparently a killer course, uh, the academic support center can handle. So uh, that's one of those things. If you get up on a Tuesday morning and you've got a test on Tuesday afternoon, you can book some time in the Academic Support Center to get some like immediate help uh, with, with preparation. Uh, so there's, you know, there's that. They also accounting. They've got a person on, on site who deals with accounting. Accounting across the board uh, is a very challenging thing for students who have never seen it before. Mm -hmm. It really is. And, you know, our business department, our school of business, you know, I'm a school of business grad, kind of get a what, what? Um, yeah, I love, I love them down there. And, you know, they, every uh, fundamental business uh, program course, they have business fundamentals. So it's like, a, uh, I believe that's a two year course. Every one of those, they can then branch off into HR or accounting or marketing. 
they all have to take this fundamental accounting course in that first year, just like almost every program has to do COM 110, that fundamental communications course, or some version of it. Um, and so the Academic Support Center has somebody to assist with that. A lot of students won't go beyond ever taking of anything other than that first one, but they have to have it, right, in order to get through its program requirements. So that's why we have that in the Academic Support Center. Jason will be able to expand upon that in, in ways that I haven't been able to. Yeah. So I, I hope you get a chance to... I hope you get a chance to inter interview him and bring him on and uh, yeah, and give him more info. Thank you so very much, Liz. It's been an amazing time with you. You've actually enlightened me, and I know um, other students who will be watching this podcast. Um, I mean, is do you have any final words for for us today? So yeah, it's funny, you know, Tiffany and I were preparing for this and we looked at that and, you know, there's, I thought, what do we want to say? You know, like, what's the most important thing that we want to convey about coming to college and uh, taking care of your education, right? And I always, in my time at the college and in the two years I've done this job, I would say, be your own leader. That's what I want to say to, to the students. Is to be, be yeah, leader. like That's be your powerful. own leader. And uh, that if you show up uh, ready to do the work, we will be right there with you. And we will hold, we will hold your hand if you need us to hold your hand for a while. We'll walk with you through it. Uh, but be your own leader, leader you know, and, and, you know, together we can do it. Yeah. Powerful word. Thank you so much. Tiffany, do you have any final words for students? I can't really follow up um, more than that. Like Liz said, we kind of, um, we chatted about it a little bit together, but yeah, just, yeah, show up every day and, and be keen and, you know, we can, we can help you when you stumble. We can, we can pick you back up if you fall down, but you've got to walk That's the path it. yourself. So yeah, yeah. Be, show up. Be, be yeah. your own leader, be in charge of your own life, and we are there to support you exactly. as much as we can. And progress, right? Progress, not perfection, you know? Like, yeah. you know, Tiffany, you know, it's, it, if, even if you show up one day and you're just not doing, doing your best that day, you're here, you're, you know, do what you can. And, and I think that that's the message, really. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. And uh, make sure you follow us on all our social media handles at SA Voice Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, listen to us on Spotify and all, all the um, listening channels. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, Liz, for joining us in this podcast. And Thank bye. Thanks so much. For bye. 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 Thanks so much.